All right, guys, so this is part two of episode one. Uh, we changed the background, but David, you were talking about uh, that you were about to be a bookkeeper. How did that become to, to be? Yeah, I was about to be a bookkeeper. I was about to be a bookkeeper. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know, I don't man. You, I don't see you as you a know, bookkeeper. You know what, man? Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't mentally where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, I didn't see... You know, I felt a little a little weak, I guess you could say. Um, I was at a place in life where I was just graduating college. Everyone was congratulating me, but I did not feel the least bit successful. Uh, if anything, I felt very anxious all the time, uh, a little depressed, to to put it bluntly. Um, I'm, I'm seeing that you didn't have like a, you didn't know what was the next step for you. I didn't know what the next step was. I graduated college December of 2019. I had to stay an extra semester because I genuinely just dropped the ball on some dumb classes that I literally did not give a care about what were, <laughs> at all. What were they? Uh, World of the Arts and a couple like business classes that were like intro and I was just like coasting through college right yeah. so I had to retake I think like two or three classes which whatever it's fine um looking back at it now right <laughs> I mean it literally didn't matter yeah but <clears throat> at, coming out of, out of school I was trying everything to get into that that private equity um you know kind of position however I just wasn't hearing back nothing so I end up like actually shifting gears to like the mortgage side of things. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be an MLO, right? Um, and that's how the, the bookkeeper came, came about is because I was reaching out to a lot of people who were loan officers um, and I didn't hear back. Uh, I was emailing people on LinkedIn. I was going to the websites. I was calling these places, these businesses. Wisconsin Wholesale Mortgage, I called you. You didn't call me back. Atlanta Mortgage, uh, I don't know who the uh, <laughs> broker was or whatever, but I, I sent you an email. You didn't respond to me. LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so just, I'm just saying, I, I did reach out to a lot yeah. of people in the mortgage space, and I sent them my resume, nothing, didn't hear back, didn't hear a word, didn't hear a peep. Um, and so I was being overlooked, and I really didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was when, when I started to reach out for just other positions, just in general, in the business space, in the finance space, here locally in yeah. the Milwaukee area. <clears throat> so I came about a bookkeeping position actually through a recruiter, and that recruiter was like, "Okay, well, this could be a nice interim position for you. You'd make like twenty-five dollars an hour or whatever." I was like, I mean, outside of college, I mean, that's pretty good. Like, I mean, no, I mean, for going out of college, I mean, hey, 25 bucks an hour. The, the, the issue with that, though, was me understanding that somebody was valuing my time for $25 an hour yeah. and I was settling. And the whole time it felt like I was settling. OK. And that was the issue and, and with then, the $25 yeah. an hour. And you were saying that you were like you were you didn't know where you were. You were like, I, you said I you were depressed, I, anxious, like you were. I, I all did. This stuff. I, I felt all of that stuff uh, for for a pretty long time. 
So what ended up happening was one night I went out with, shout out to my guy Carson. Uh, my guy Carson, he sponsored me into my brokerage. He, uh, we went out, me, Carson, Patrick, a couple other friends. Um, we went out one night and we were just talking and Carson just like brought up the fact that maybe I should consider real estate, like if I ever considered it. Carson's- and you, and, But you were also looking at Grant Cardone stuff. I had already had a, like a couple years in for, for Grant Cardone yeah. content, right? So I already knew a lot about real estate just in general. Carson came into the picture. Carson's, Carson's a guy that he's like, he's not very pushy, but he'll plug, right? Okay. So Carson's like super chill body. Yeah, he's hopefully like, we could have him on the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll, podcast, you know? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll make that'd it That'd be great. So Carson's just like a super chill guy, uh, and, and he's like, I mean, I feel like you'd kill it at real estate, he says. Yeah. Just like plugs it, right? And I'm like, I mean, I, I never considered it. Um, I don't really know how it works. When I think of, of real estate, when I think when I thought of realtors at the time, I, I thought of like realtors who had sold real estate for 20, 25 years and mm -hmm. nothing wrong if, if that's what you want to do. But that, that was my perception of realtors, you know, like yeah. old school realtors that that's just they've been in the business a long time. And when I thought about real estate, I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to run around, you know, with buyers and I, you know, I, I don't know if it's for me. Mm. And you had a general sense of what a realtor was. Did you? I, I did. I thought I did. Yeah. Until I'm, I mean, obviously I am, I'm yeah. doing what I'm doing now. How I, when I was younger, I, what I thought real estate was like, <clears throat> I really didn't know what real estate agents did or what they do. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Honestly, I just had a blank picture of what they were doing. I mean, when I picture a realtor, I think of like an old guy or woman <laughs> I, that's uh, just like what we, buying and selling houses. But you know, that was, yeah, I mean, that's who helped my parents buy the house that, you know, they're in now. Yeah. And so that's just always been my perception of, of realtors. Yeah, I didn't know here. any better. I didn't know any better. I didn't know there was realtors at 20 years old, at mm -hmm. 21 years old. I, I just didn't know yeah. what I didn't know. And so... You know, I talked to Carson. Carson kind of breaks it down. Hey, this is how you get paid. This is how you would get compensated. So after that, I, my mind was turning because my thoughts were, wow, this is duplicable. This is scalable. I could grow this into a business. I can make the money that I want. This is, this is perfect. Why am I not doing this? So later on that that did he week? ever like try to show you uh, how you get paid? Like, <clears throat> yeah. did he ever show you uh, like one of his commission checks? No, no, he never did any of that. Okay. He just explained how you get compensated as a realtor. Okay. Yeah. So later on that week, I get connected with the man himself, Jesse, Jesse Garcia. He has a very brief, like five minute conversation. Helps me get started with my real estate courses. And the rest is pretty much history. I was, I was committed that I was going to make the real estate thing work. And I wasn't going to look back because I got to a point where I was very sick and tired of starting and stopping things. It was just enough's enough. Yeah. When am I going to see something through? And so that's what ended up happening is, is I got that feeling of enough is enough. I don't care what happens. I don't care if I'm in a pinch, if I'm short on money. 
I'm going to make this work and nothing is literally going to stop me yeah. besides death. You, and it was you burn all those bridges behind you were like I'm fully committed to real estate and real estate's the only thing that I'm going to be doing. It was that drastic. Yeah. And it I didn't care if it took me 6 months to get my first commission check. It didn't, but I didn't care if it did. I came in with a long-term perspective mm. into the business. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I I I have my courses in the meantime while I'm studying for my for my real estate exam doing my pre-licensing course because the 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 process is you have to do your pre-licensing take your pre-licensing class first and then you can take your exam get assigned to a brokerage get assigned your license that's the process right? how, long, how long did it take for you when you signed up to get yeah, your so, license so I signed up for my courses about mid-February I got my year. license mid-May. Mid-May. I year. officially got my license mid-May. So from mid-February to mid-May, I was doing DoorDash. Yeah. And I was working uh, with a house flipper for cash. What were you doing? I was like doing like contractor stuff, like labor stuff. So my background, I had done, um, I had worked in concrete in the past and I had done foundation work in the past. So I have a background in both of those things. So. Working hard, my dad was always, you know, doing hard labor growing up. Anyways, yeah. So Same none here. of that, none yeah, of that. My dad was a contractor. Yeah. He would do roofing, siding, cement, tile, bathrooms, remodeling, yeah. all that other stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. None of none of it was like new or foreign to me. I was completely like open to it, and I had done it in the past. <clears throat> so I, that's what I did for the for the for the couple months that I was trying to to do my pre licensing, but also have, you know some money so that I could at least have a little bit of a cushion until I did get my first commission check. But ultimately I did. You burn. had to eat somehow, man. Yeah. I, did, I did burn all the bridges. Uh, it, it didn't matter to me. I figured this was the time that I was going to do it. This was the perfect time. So that's, that's, that's really what I did. And that's how I ended up, you know, where I'm at now, because I, I actually got going the first week of June. Um, and, and I got my first deal that weekend of what year? June of 2020. Okay. So this is, yeah. So I graduated December of 2019 from UW-Whitewater. And then June of 2020 was when I actually got my first deal under contract in that very first weekend. It happened all very quick. I, I mean, I took a lead call from a live dial Zillow because at the time we were investing in Zillow leads and mm -hmm. I took a lead call and I moved the conversation along. This is like your first deal, or this like is this is the first first deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very first deal. I took that lead call. I moved the conversation along. I took them on some showings. Next thing you know, it's a very very tight window that we need to get an offer in, and and it was it was very very hectic. I. Why was it like a lot of offers, or what was going on? There was multiple offers, a multiple offer situation, and. <laughs> I, the, my buyer saw the property, I want to say at 3.45 p.m. I, rem I remember this very vividly. Yeah. The property was 30 minutes away. I was 45 was minutes away. What was it? It was in Caledonia. I was okay. 45 minutes away. We get there at 4.30 because I told them that's the earliest I could get there. The offer deadline was 6 p.m. Yeah. I'm it's in like a two-hour window. From from when you're seeing the property, well, 4:30 to 6 yeah. p.m. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. It's even shorter crunch time. 
he's like, I love it. Let's offer. I have no idea what to do. Oh, yeah. So I call up my mentor, Lisa. I'm like, Lisa, they want to write an offer, like help ASAP. The deadline 6 p.m. It's very, very strict deadline. Like, yeah. and especially as a new agent, you're like, you like your heads I, everywhere. I was, I was thrown in the fire right away, yeah. and it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Pressure makes diamonds, you guys. If you feel a little bit of pressure, trust me, there's, growth. there's a lot of growth happening. Exactly, exactly. So that was just the first weekend, man. You know the. And so, the, like, so break it down more. So what happened? What we did with that deal we ended up doing the offer and, and it was very very like hectic yeah trying to get it all done and signed it was my very first offer i i'm very thankful that yeah that you seem like you were very anxious of like i mean uh, especially just running around just be like man like i gotta get this deal in for my clients and yep. it's just yep. very yep. hectic because you're a new agent you're like fresh new how do i write this offer is the offer correct did i write it right um is there any contingents I have to do? Um, and so h how were you feeling or how were your, your clients pushing you or anything? Uh, the clients were, they were great. Um, they, I mean, they, they understood that it was a team effort from my, from my perspective and, and they had multiple realtors they were, they were working with mm. uh, to get this done for them. It was, it was hectic. I mean, that, that's the, the, that's the word I would use yeah. for it. I, we Did got you get it an in. Accepted offer? Yeah, we we ended up getting okay. that one accepted. Um, so that was my first accepted offer on my first offer, nice. and it was it was all yeah. of that craziness going on all at once. It was like all episodes all at once, right? It was like all at boom, once, boom. yeah. And um, I'll never forget that. That was a great experience. The following week, I ended up getting another two accepted offers, which oh, ended up nice. falling through actually. Oh. Okay. So I got tested right away with some adversity, and it was the best thing that could have happened because I, I, I just kept going. I just kept pushing. I knew that the only way I could fail at this is if I quit. Yeah. That was the only, only if you way. accepted failure would have been when you have actually have failed. But you stayed persistent. It was okay. Did yeah. you ever uh, go along with those two other? Clients? Yeah, we, we ended up closing on, on other deals. Okay. However, they, they just they ended up falling through, and, yeah. and that was for that first, for that first for that for particular that, deal. Yeah, yeah, for that okay yeah. for that type of property that they for that particular deal with them. Okay. Yeah, they fell through. But yeah, I mean that's how I how I ended up in real estate. Yeah. And that's that's kind of you know who I am. Yeah. So how I got introduced into real estate was. Um, wait wait wait. Who is Juan Carlos? Before before we get into how you got introduced into real estate, let's let's talk about who is Juan Carlos because we finished talking about me. Now I want the audience to hear who you are. Okay, so I'm Juan Carlos. I was born and raised in Milwaukee. Um, my dad's from Mexico. My mom's from New Mexico, and I was raised in the south side of Milwaukee. About maybe till I was like ten years old. Um, that's like a little bit of my early life. You lived in the South Side your whole life? Yep. So for people who aren't from Milwaukee, the South Side is predominantly Hispanic area. Yeah, mostly Hispanic. I was raised in a Catholic elementary school and middle school. Um, at you, the time... You went there? Or? Yeah, I went to okay. a Catholic uh, elementary school. Okay. I mean, I didn't 
Uh, honestly, money wasn't a very um, thing I saw early in, in life. Yeah, talk about that. Why? Why not? Why? Um, honestly, I wasn't very like very into it. I mean, I was a kid. I was more into having friends, and honestly, we're all, we all were, and it was just how would I say it? I was more into like more into I bet sports, soccer. I mean, I was just trying to fit in yeah. anywhere. I, I plugged okay. in anywhere, and so did I, you. Did you have any brothers and sisters growing yeah, up? Yeah, so okay. I have three. Honestly, I was raised like I got my first brother when I was like maybe six, seven years old. Okay. So maybe that, that's kind of the same thing with me too. I, yeah. I had a sister. What she's eighteen now. So. Yeah. About, about the same yeah, thing. Yeah, my brother's 17 right now, so I don't know. I'm, I'm 23 right now, so Yeah, 17. yeah, so similar. I mean, I'm 25, yeah. so. Yeah. And. So you grew up for the for those younger years an only child. Yeah, only only child. Do you think that affected you? Mm, nah, honestly, I don't see it as that, but, I mean, I enjoyed it. Because I was surrounded by all kids, all Hispanic kids. I mean, we were all friends and. I guess I was like I I guess the emotional child in in uh, emotional child yeah describe emotional child I mean just like in my feelings and stuff I okay. I feel like I was like a little emo kid back in the day and okay. I really try to stick to myself and I honestly I was an extrovert but it was just trying to be attention trying to always get attention from uh, I guess be that class clown and oh, okay but it was like whatever but then once I hit high school. I think that's when I started getting more into sports and self-develop and be more mindfulness of what I was doing. Okay. And so uh, I did wrestling three years in high school, and that's where I guess I learned a lot of my discipline and, and where I started to lift. And I started trying to improve myself because I felt like when I was younger, I was kind of a little bit more heavier side. And so yeah. uh, I tried to better myself in high school and find myself. I think everyone was trying to find themselves in high school. And so, but I did know a lot about mindfulness and being aware of what is going on. Why? What, I, I don't what know. What do you think triggered that? As I, we, you know, because as kids, we're, we're not really aware yeah. and, and we're not, we don't, we don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah. So we just, we know surface level, you know, kind of awareness. We don't know anything deeper than that. Yeah. So where did you learn that? <laughs> I think it was just, I always kept to myself and I was trying to always be improving and just being aware, honestly, just being aware in my mind. Cause I was always anxious as a okay. younger kid. And then I was, so again, it stems from a state of, of anxiousness yeah. that, that you would always feel. Yeah. And you don't know where, where that, Honestly, I don't know where it came from. It's probably probably when I was younger, something happened, but I really don't know. Okay. You know, sometimes you just keep those memories in the back and just yeah. have them there. But I, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I always, always try to be aware. Maybe it was like a video I saw on like, uh, I think it was Bob Proctor that I saw. And try really? to be, yeah. When you were young? Yeah, when I was young. How, how young? When I was like entered high school. Okay. So, so I was like 13, 14. Very, very, like very young and try to tender, be tender years. Yeah. And so I tried to like be aware of mm -hmm. what was really going on. And Bob Proctor's <clears throat> the man. If you guys don't know who Bob yeah. Proctor is, I'll plug Bob Proctor any day. You guys take a look at him. Mm -hmm. he, he'll change your life. Yeah. He's very, uh, and I think that's where even in, I always looked into stocks. So when I was even, I knew what stocks were and 
I, that's where I like kind of stand of kind of money making ideas, right? Uh, I was always into fashion, like to shoes. Right now I'm wearing the Ultra Boost. Um, I'm wearing the same shoes. I was yesterday. <laughs> I was I was told my parents I wanted like these shoes, like the Carmines, and I begged my mom for them. Like why? I just wanted them. Like literally, I begged my mom. Other people had them. Maybe you saw them like, I, online. <clears throat> you saw other people with them. I think I just started watching like a lot of YouTube. Oh. And I was also a lot into, like, gaming. I was, all like, super yeah. into gaming. And I wanted to be in that lifestyle of, like, video games. And, yeah. and that's just where I was, like, just trash talking, like, in games and stuff. But that's where, that's where I, I that's was. That's where a lot of kids, I think, a lot of kids, a lot of people in the audience that, you know, kind of grew up the same way as us. I think a lot yeah. of people had that gaming stage. I had a little bit of it, too. Mm -hmm. I played, like, FIFA, Madden. Yeah. Racing games. I was really into like COD. Like, I could see. I tried that and I couldn't. I was like really into I wasn't, it. I wasn't. I don't know. My hands just did not do the COD thing. Like, yeah, my fingers weren't fast enough. Mm. I'm like, I had no like awareness on the COD. So I like wasn't very good at that. Mm. So I like, I quickly yeah. just scratched COD off. Yeah. I'll go play soccer instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I mean, I I spent like. My early years, my like middle school years, I played video games like religious, like super. Yeah. Like once I got out of school, I'll plug in, play video games, yeah. eat Doritos, Mountain Dew, and just, and that's where I like block out the world and just play my video games. So a little bit of escapism, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, a little bit of escape, but that's what I mean. All my friends were doing it, right? Okay. We so would meet online. Was, yeah, just we would meet online, just it would be. I mean, it would be Thanksgiving. You would be playing until like two, three in the morning, just really? gaming, playing zombies and stuff. I mean, <laughs> that was that was the stuff back in, back in the day. But so high school. Yeah. So you're in high school. You start to you start to wrestle a little bit. And yeah. You start to really learn some disciplines. <clears throat> and then you're I think it was out. the the and then I had a girlfriend at the time, and I was just with her. And then my junior year, we broke up. And I stopped doing wrestling. Junior year of high school, you Junior broke up. Junior year of we broke up my like the summer into it, I think. And I I do I don't do wrestling my junior year and my senior year. But then that's why like, though. What isn't <laughs> that kind of backwards? If if the breakup happens, you think you would you <clears throat> yeah. Wrestling, right? But I think it just didn't correlate because so there was this thing right, and it was my own fault where there was this freshman that beat me into wrestling. He oh. head tosses me. And pins me, bro. Like the easiest move in the trick, and he gets me. And so he he wrestles for varsity, and I, I'm pissed, right? I'm like varsity first lineup, and he gets me with the easiest trick, pins pins me, and I'm like, damn. And so like I I see the match, and he loses, and he doesn't show up for the rest of practice. What do you mean? Like, he, he he loses his first varsity match and doesn't show up no more. But this is the same kid that pinned you? Yeah. And then I... Was this, like, in practice or was this, like, This was, like, a match? live, like, match. And I, I, I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, self... Like, this is where in my head and I'm, like, damn, like, I messed up. And so, I like, ever since that day, I, I quit wrestling, right? Hmm. And I'm, like, damn. But then the coach is, like, come on, go back in. And then my ego was too big to go back that I just stopped doing it. So you couldn't handle failure. I couldn't handle, and th that's where I was like, damn, like I couldn't handle. And so my junior year was like my most, it tested me a lot. Yeah. Because I was 
a lot alone. All my friends went to like all these different schools, and I would be eating. In college. No, no, no. Uh, like yeah, high I would. Schools. I did hang out with the older crowd, but I did flunk first grade because I didn't know no English, hmm. and so that I was kind of with. I'm a little bit more mature than of my age, like a year Makes sense. older. And so, uh, so we're in my junior year. Uh, what was going on? So you were technically a senior. You're technically like I would have been a senior, and a lot of my friends are like a grade above me, and. My junior year, I was just like, eh. Like, I didn't know where I was heading. Just trying to figure yourself out. I was out. trying to figure out myself. And then I watched this video of stock trading of Tim Sykes. He's like, uh, he's like traveling around the world with a laptop trading stocks. Yeah, so, yeah. Everybody's seen Tim Sykes. I mean, traveling. that's the man. I, I, I would, man. Tim Sykes I, is everywhere. So we're recording this in January 31st. And one day we're going to have him on the podcast. Okay, Tim Sykes. Tim You're Sykes come on, the, on podcast. the podcast. All right, we're gonna and have so, you. We're gonna have you, Tim Sykes. But he, he, I mean, he just he like he was so real. What did he say? I mean, it was just like what the was lifestyle. The it was a lifestyle, honestly. It was just like traveling around the world with the laptop, trading yeah. stocks. That's what it was. And so that's when I started self like learning about what stocks are, um, the chart patterns, yeah. like all the all the lingo. And I'm like damn, like, this is all it. And I was being self-aware with Bob Proctor as well. Um, I, like, I had to push them aside. And then I also read a lot of Tony Robbins at, like, my sophomore, uh, junior year. I read um, Unleash, the, Unleash the Beast or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Unleash the Giant Within. That's the book. And so shout out to t uh, Tony Robbins. Um, but I was always into self-development. Um, and so... At what age do you think you started self-development? It would most likely be my junior year. Your junior year of My high junior school. year. Okay. That's when I started, like, indulging into it. Okay. And just be more positive about life. Okay. I would say I started my... Man, that's, that's a good question. I'm trying to think, like, the first, first book. I always hated reading. Mm-hmm. Because I would read content and books. It wouldn't be so boring, right? That yeah. had no application. Uh, and, and you get conditioned through the school system to read for purposes of school. And there's no real application. It's just this conditioning that happens that turns you off to reading. And that's what happened to me personally, at least. And I didn't really care about books until I found something that I could actually apply. I would say, I would have to say my freshman year of college was really when I started to get into that because I had more time to myself, more alone time. I had more freedom to my schedule. And so now how do I fill those gaps? I'm around these you know, th this environment where you want to learn, you want to, you know, better yourself. So I would say my, my freshman year of college is when I first started to read, like, self-development books. Yeah. I remember one called Essentialism, which my cousin gave me, mm -hmm. and that was a game changer. Essentialism. Yeah. I forgot who the author was, but that was a game changer. But, yeah, I just, it, it's funny how we kind of both started Around similar times, yeah. like uh, probably the same year, yeah. considering the age gap that, that you and I yeah. have. Um, so uh, my, so my senior year was the most, the loneliest I ever been. Uh, I would eat lunch alone um, wow. every, like for a whole three, four months. Oh. Uh, 
I think since the beginning of when I started my senior year, all my friends went to different schools and they already in they're already venturing to yeah. their own lives. They're figuring out what they want to do. Yeah. And I'm just alone in lunch and just there for five months straight, just eating alone in lunch. I mean, I could have done, I could have gone and sat with someone else, but I mean, there were yeah. just, there were not, I felt like there were the mature state of mind. Okay. I would see it. So you just didn't connect with anyone. I didn't connect How with How big anyone. was your school? If you I mean, we had like, I went to West Dallas Central. And so that oh, was. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a. Decent size. I mean, it was it was yeah. big. It was like really big. With like two thousand kids. I think so. Maybe a little bit more. Like three fifty, three thousand five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Maybe that? around. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it was a lot of a lot of kids. I'm sorry, but you guys weren't very good at. at I know sports we weren't good at anything. When but, I was but wrestling, we were. Really? Yeah, we were. We mm. went. I mean, my my freshman and sophomore year, we were the best. Okay. But, and then I I transferred out. To St. Francis, my the like the last four or five months, but then I'm still trying to figure. I'm I'm still doing stocks, right? But I'm not money wise. I'm not in there yet. So you, you're I don't still have no doing, money in there. Yeah, but I'm still, still learning. I'm you're like still doing stocks. And yeah, and even then, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. Yeah. And so I, my goal was I really wanted to go to UW Madison, and I told people I'm gonna go there. Yeah. Right. But knowing deep down, I knew I wasn't going to go there. Yeah, that's where you wanted to go. See, it's I wanted, funny. I wanted to go there. We both kind of had similar experiences. Um, I wanted to go to Marquette to play D1, and I didn't. just didn't end up happening. Yeah. But now I'm here. Yeah, we're here now. So it's funny how yeah. there's that that similarity and, and that I told, we share. I, I kept on telling my, my <clears throat> uh, what was it, my history teacher, uh, Miss... Gerlowski. Why didn't it, why weren't you able? Is it grades? Was it GPA? Honestly, or? I, I, I really didn't. We're back. This we had to just get our get our food. But uh, Miss Gerlowski, uh, I I told her she she was my history teacher. She was like one of the best history teachers I had, and I was really good at, with history. I really liked uh, history, and I was I hated history. Really, I loved history. I hated history. I took. AP US history, I don't know why. I think I took it because peer pressure and I wanted to like be in the AP classes. Yeah. Like I always knew I, I, if I applied myself, I could do well. Mm -hmm. I just never applied myself to something that didn't interest me. Yeah. I, I mean, I was always interested in, you know, in, in history. history. Well, maybe because the teacher made it engaging. Like that, she was, you know, that's, she yeah, was really, she was like, yeah, factor. she was really good teacher. I mean, she was like, she graduated from UWM and uh, UW Madison, and she was just like a fresh new teacher. Oh, but okay. she was like, I don't know, she was very good looking too. So, <laughs> I, I, okay, it's funny. I always used to like like the new teachers too because yeah. they they had this energy and this teaching style to them that really made it engaging. Yeah. Yeah. That I really enjoyed. I also had uh, another teacher. Um, I forgot her name, but she was a maybe a math teacher. I mean, she wasn't very like y young nor old, but she was middle aged. Maybe yeah, middle aged. But she like really cared about the students' knowledge yeah. in math, and so like that's I, I also did good in that class. But it makes all the difference. And shout out to all the teachers yeah. that are in that you know in that space because. You guys make the world go around educating a lot of, you know, a lot of students all at one time. I know it's not easy, especially with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Everything is kind of changing. So um, I know, you know, firsthand that teachers made all the difference for me in engaging or not. So I just want to 
plug the teachers. Yeah. Shout out to Thank all the you. teachers. Uh, it, it makes a big difference. And so we go back to the college part. Yeah, like why? Oh, what so, ended up happening? So why I, I kept on telling my my history Madison, teacher. Right? Yeah, like my history teacher. I was like, hey, uh, Ms. Galinsky, I'm like, you know, if I don't go, if I don't get accepted to UW Madison or um, Marquette, I'm not gonna go to college. Mm-hmm. And she was like. You should just still go, go to UWM, just go there for a little and bit. Then you and transfer. Can transfer. And then you can transfer. And then It'll be okay. Spend four years of your life. But then I'm like, nah. And then this is when I was going to UW Madison's, like, uh, like those shadowings. And I would, I literally, there was this one time where I was like, I went to UW Madison to their admission center. Just one day, like, I would, I skipped school and just went there. And I wanted to, like, literally just, introduce myself to the admissions just by myself i dressed up in like some dress shoes and a like a blazer and no. i no. went over there and i'm like so you were a doer you didn't, you didn't. I, yeah i literally just went over there and i'm like a senior and like this was like maybe uh a little bit before december or november a little bit november uh what year 2018 maybe yeah, November of 2018. But it was like when it was not cold, so it was must have been like September, October, September, maybe early October. Okay. I went over there, and I'm like, I'm gonna go in there and just go, just like I'm just gonna pitch them my literally, that, literally 20 would, second, 20 second, 30 second pitch. My my just introduce who I am. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I always been like a, a like go getter. Like I always wanted to just go do it. Right. I didn't wanna. Like, and I think that's where we all stem from. Like, we, we, when we grow up, we stop doing the things that we're, we're, like, conditioned to do. And you just, sometimes you have those bursts of, like, I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. And th- those are the moments where you're, like. It's funny. Isn't it funny, though? A kid thinks that they can do and be whatever they want. Yeah. But as you go through life. You get you get rejected so you, many times, and you're well, like you get conditioned, right? Yeah. You get conditioned, and an adult doesn't have that same uh, mental elasticity to think those thoughts that they can do or be whatever they want, because now you have this conditioning. However, they they tend to to blame it on other factors, you know, outside context as to why they can or can't. Ultimately, that same thought as a kid. You don't can know. Still, can yeah, still you, be had because they're adult. doing it, right? And this might this might ruffle some feathers, but I think if if you can think it, it can it can honestly happen. Yeah. And I've been a. a I think I honestly that. believe that as well. I believe <laughs> that so, if, you, if you could think it, and if there's, I mean, think and grow rich. I mean, yeah. by no Napoleon Hill. And there's been one a of lot the of best books ever, and you, whatever you think you could be. Like, <clears> there's been a lot of very successful people that can attest to this. Yeah. It it's not easy, which is why there's not. A lot of people that do it, but it is doable. If another living, breathing human is doing it, then I believe I could also achieve it. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my, Most be- my yeah, camp and, of thought. And that's what I've been realizing a lot, too. Like, I sometimes I do have these self, uh, self-believing self thoughts that I'm like, am I really worthy of having these things? And I'm like, yes, oh, I yeah. am. Oh, I, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I can have these things. And so... I didn't get accepted to none, neither of those. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. 
I still haven't told my parents. What, what happened when, when you found out that you weren't going to get accepted? Honestly, what I really thought, I just, I'm like, I'm looking at the email, right? And I'm like, did you, you, did you, okay, before you say anything, did you honestly think you were going to, or did you have doubts or how, how was your feeling before? So, I mean, I, w I believed it, you know, like I, all the things I do, I believe it. And so that's crazy. And so I'm like, Love it. I, yeah. I really thought I, I was. And so uh, I, I knew that Marquette wasn't going to be, but I knew that Madison was because I had like these pictures up. I mean, I had written my whole life thing and I'm like, I, I know I'm going to have it. And when I, when I didn't get accepted, I'm like, damn, like, yeah, I, I just like, all right, literally my, my thing just went, my, my mind went blank and I'm like, all right. And I'm still doing stocks. Like, I'm still learning about stocks. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. And so, and then I tell people that I am going to Madison, right? Just to fill that void that I, to tell people that I'm. You didn't want to have that conversation. I didn't want to have that conversation. I didn't, didn't accept that Madison. failure yet. That's what it was. I didn't accept it. And I kept on. Were you, were you the type of. I was trying to fake it till you make it. Were you the type of kid that's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Madison, but I'm going to go to MATC or go to the, like these I, other. If, that, was that your plan? Or I wasn't you were, even, no. you were still trying to go so straight to Madison? So the thing is, is that my, I wanted to go to Madison. Yeah. Like, I, like, literally. And then when I didn't get accepted, that's when I went to Madison. And that's when I'm like, I'm going to pitch, like, pitch myself. Oh, okay. So you didn't get accepted, and then that was when you took that. I took that initiative just to go over there. And I think it was like that next day I went over there and be like, hey, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, damn, like, I really wanted to do it. So I'm like... Yeah. And uh, so my parents got separated, like maybe uh, January, Feb like maybe October, maybe like January, February, March. Maybe it was like the beginning of March. Beginning of March 2019? Of 2019, I think so. My parents got separated. And so my mom got an apartment in St. Francis. And then uh, my dad still lives on the south side. And so um, I was kind of like resentful. And so I'm like... Oh, I kind of blamed my mom, and then I'm like, ah, oh, man. So I went to, I stayed with my dad a little bit, and then my mom was like, I kind of, I, I felt bad for my mom, so I kind of went with my mom, yeah, for a little bit, and so I go. I mean, there. how do you pick? You, yeah, so you're just as a kid, you're yeah. stuck in in a hard place. And so I go with my mom for a little bit, and then my my best friend from elementary school, yeah, uh, since first grade, he was like, hey, I go to St. Francis, and I was like. I shadow my friend at St. like that high school, and I'm like, I go over there, and I tell my mom, hey, I, uh, I'm gonna transfer high schools, and she, I knew she wasn't in a good state either, like she needed me, and I'm the oldest, and so, um, I guess being with her a little bit more would have been like okay. How many brothers and sisters do you have? So I have one brother and a set of twins, and they're like the youngest, and so they're maybe eight years old right now. So and at how, the time, what they were six years old at the time? No, they were like four or five. They maybe. were four or five. Four or oh, five. Oh, well, it's 2022. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like two years ago. I know, crazy. Okay. Uh, no, three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, I go over there, and I'm like, all right, I'm here at a new high school. No one knows me, and so I like, I'm like, was it refreshing? Did I'm, you like I'm it? I'm a whole different person. Oh. I'm a whole different person. I'm chasing game. So I'm like, I'm like, and this is where I'm introduced into game, like actual game like pick up pick up girls and stuff and so this is where i'm like i start talking to a lot of more women and i'm like you start talking to more girls more girls and, right okay. and this is where i start um partying more and i start oh. going ham like i partied so much in high school where i'm like kind of more numb to it but 
it's just I started partying a lot and um, I started drinking more, started blacking out. And I mean, this is, I mean, in high school, in high school, because my parents were, I mean, yeah, I was going to, through it. I was entering that void. So it was escapism. You were escaping from like the reality and my, was... my, my reality. But again, I was still doing stocks. I okay. always go back to stocks yeah. and I'm like, that was a constant for you. It was like, I was just almost smoking weed, blacking out. I mean, when you're doing those things, especially with the, with the influence you have around you, you're just doing those things. But deep even when i was high i would always be learning something like i would be like looking at videos that's about so interesting yeah like looking at videos about self-improvement while i was smoking that's such an oxymoron <laughs> yeah like like i never had that stage no, so it was like, I, I i had it especially when i was like i mean my parents i mean i don't want to blame my parents but i had that i had that right and so uh we that and then i was always doing stocks right yeah and so i graduate high school yeah, so you graduate high school, you're not going to I didn't Madison. go to college. And no, no, wait, so it was like maybe June or something, like going, people, like you I see graduated my friends in, going okay. into, into. Oh, okay, so now they're like going to college. Yeah, I see my friends going to college, start going into their dorm, and then I get an email from UWM, um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. And I'm like, uh, I never applied here, <clears throat> so it must have been my mom or something. I don't even know how they got my, my information. Like, I never wanted to go to UWM, so um, nothing wrong with that, but I just, I personally yeah, didn't, didn't want to go. Want to go? And it, it it was an email about going uh, like to boarding, like you know when you uh, not boarding, but like dorms. It was. Dorms. Oh, okay. And I'm like uh, going to dorms, like yeah, like getting the email so you could go to your dorms. As in, like you got accepted and you're gonna go to school this semester. Yeah. And so what I do is I cancel it. Like I'm like I'm not going to college. I cancel everything, and then it's like. The month before September, my mom was like, so... So August? Yeah, August. And my mom was like, are you going to college? I'm like, eh, no. And so, so she, like, literally... Was she, that a tough conversation? It was, to honestly, I just told her, mom, I'm not going to go to college, and I know I'm going to succeed. Whatever I do, I don't need college. I'm going to make a business. I'm going to do my stocks. I'm going to make it work, right? Because we go to college, how I see it, you go to college to make money. Why do you want to make money to provide for your family, right? And my, I wanted to provide. My goal is to provide for my family, right? Being the oldest, and I want to make. I know that. I just want to make my family proud and yeah. make money for them. So and college wasn't. College wasn't that a thing. Hold you back from doing yeah. that. You know. So I knew I was sense. going to be successful. I know I'm going to be successful, and that's always like my my mind is just like, I know I am. Like in whatever I am, yeah. I, I, it was gonna be, and so. And so you had that conversation with her. Obviously, you let her know you weren't gonna go to college, right? Yep. What happens after that? Now you're. And then maybe. You're out of high school. You're not going to college. Yeah. So that September, I'm like, I man up. I'm like, I have some money aside, doing some part-time jobs. Maybe I don't know what. It, no, but this is when I was dreaming. Like, I was dreaming about my life, right? I had a, a laptop, my, my MacBook Pro. I would be like, man, I'm going to have these Lamborghinis, uh, all these Goop, <laughs> like all these d designer brands. Yeah. I'm going to have my Jeep, my Infiniti, all these big houses, my yacht, my jet skis, my, uh, my four-wheelers. My four and I just literally, I made a vision board, and I just did it. Like, right? I'm going to be like, and I told myself, yeah. life is beautiful, like, like, all, like all these things. It's interesting. 
and I, I just made it happen. Um, and I was journaling at the time too. Like I would write every single day. I've never, I've never like consistently journaled. I, I journal like every, almost every other day. Yeah. Um, but I, I see it as like, hopefully my family generation keeps it down and it's like a blueprint for them. The journal. Yeah, the journal is yeah. like a blueprint of my That's mistakes. And hopefully uh, generations past that my great-great-grandsons can look at it and be like, damn, that's my that's my that's my great-great-grandpa right there, <laughs> you know, but that's 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 how I see it. So right? you're okay. So you're dreaming. I'm dreaming. What hardcore. do you mean by a man up? Like what? What? Also, that. this. Okay. So I had some money saved. I don't know what jobs I was doing. Um, I mean, I don't I don't I, I, I forgot. I forgot, honestly. So um, but okay, so you like what happened? And so, so I'm like, damn, I need, I need to do something with my life. Like, right. I see these persons going to college, and so my, my step was right. So my, like, people that I grew up with, so like the people that I graduated with, like that all I know that they're gonna go to college. So I'm like, I need to start doing something, like making a business or something, or doing something. So I'm like. I placed, I had, I had like 2K, 2000, maybe $2,500 saved up and put it all in stocks, right? right? And I'm still learning about day trading. And this is where, I think this is when I was working at the JCC. This is where I had saved my money. Um, I was a lifeguard. Um, and I think that's where I saved a lot of my money from. So, okay, so you put the money in the stocks? Is that? Is that no, no, no. I had it just in a bank account. Okay. So I was just making money. This is when I was just being a lifeguard and parting, and that's all I had. And plus, um, uh, what was it? And learning about stocks. And I purchased Tim Sykes How to Make Millions. Okay, so that was that's what it was. That was what you purchased. I purchased How to Make Millions by Tim Sykes. How much was that? I would say about three hundred bucks. Okay, three hundred bucks. Not a crazy. Entry, not a crazy but... amount, but. I was always intrigued by it, and I was saving like, up to, to get to fuck it. Fuck it, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna do it, and so I learned. Was that the first time you ever bought content online, digital content, like from a guru? Uh, I no? think so. Yes. Okay. No, no. There was one time where, like, maybe it was like some digital, like Facebook marketing, no Instagram marketing, like getting paid, like to sell accounts. Maybe okay. like, uh, like there was this guy named uh, what was it, Wolf. Wolf something, okay. Wolf trades or something, where he would like have car Instagram of cars, right? And he would build that he would build it up and then and sell it, create you know ads. Or yeah, sell. and he would sell it. And you know. so I'm like, yeah, I need to stop. Uh, like let all the noise. I had I had like so you much. You noise. had to focus. I had to focus on my stocks. And so like, I I still remember my first trade. So I it was like September. And I a fund account, an E-Trade account. And I had 2500 And then I'm like, I, I placed my first trade on EFOI uh, on September. I forgot what day, maybe 28 or 25, 24 yeah. maybe, yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. And I made $26.38. And then I'm like, damn, I saw the potential there. Wow. And then ever since then, I started trading stocks. What is that, like 10%? Uh, I don't even know. And I, I traded maybe with $500. I didn't want to use, oh, I used okay. like half of my account. But I mean, knowing that you can make money online was like a real game thing. changer. Like, I'm like, I'm, I can make, I could make I this a living. I just did it. And yeah. ever since then, I started day trading. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not, yeah. 
yeah, I'm still learning, right? You're always going to be losing money. But I mean, this is like me two years from now. And this I'm is like, your journey. Yeah. This is this is my journey. Exactly. My journey. And I'm, I see I see losses as lessons. So each loss is a lesson to learn. So what could I have done better? What can I do better? How can I do better? Why did I, why did I do this? And just break it down and what do I want to improve onto the next trade? Yeah. And it's just always, how do I feel during the trade? Was I too eager? What I, did I want to make money? Did I have a plan? Like what was the purpose of the trade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly what my mind is processing all the time when I enter a trade. Yeah, it's definitely a mental process, I think, when you're a day trader because the signs could all point to doing something, but unfortunately, human emotion gets exactly gets in the way and it exactly. plays a role, Yeah, a very strong role. Are you looking to make money or are you looking to trade up a good, a good setup that's there or are you looking to gamble your money? Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what I was like. In the beginning, I was trying to... You were gambling. I, I was not right? gambling. I was just more into my emotions at the time. Okay. I was like more... I wanted to make money yeah. instead of looking at the setup. Yeah. Right? And again, a lot of people do uh, say that day trading is gambling. But how I see it is that if you go in without a plan, then it is gambling. Mm-hmm. But if you go in with a plan, then it's not gambling because you have a risk and a reward. And if you stick to it... A you know, you know what you know what yeah. you're losing. You know what you're winning, but if you don't, then you are gambling. You're you're just makes sense. You're just throwing the stuff at the wall and hope, hope hopefully it sticks. It sticks. Yeah. And so that's basically. So you okay? So you, you're day trading. I mean, from the time you get out of high school, how do you end up in real estate? Like, what what happens? Because you're 19, 18 at the time. I was 20. Maybe 20, 20, 21. Oh, that's right, because you, you were a year ahead. So when yeah. you got out of high school, you were 19, I'm assuming? Yeah, I was 18. 18. When you got out of high school? Yeah. No, I was 19. You were 19. Yeah, yeah I was 19. You, you said you, you didn't pass first grade. Yep, so I was 19. You held back a year, you're 19. How old yep. are you now? 23. Just turned 23. So I guess explain to us, like, the four years. Like, how does your, your day trading... connect the dots I mean it was just like I knew I knew a lot about a little bit a little I don't know a lot about real estate but my parents had an investment properties okay and so I knew that money was always coming in and I'm like like let me get a piece of that not that but I'm just like I don't I need to learn the game something I don't know what clicked honestly I think it was my dad wanting me to be he always pushed me to be a real estate agent. Really? Like, he always pushed me, but the thing is... Did he have bad experiences with realtors or something? Or? No, he just wanted me to become a real estate agent. He, he wanted like, you to get he, into real estate. Honestly, it was like maybe in the Bible, to follow your parents, you know? But, like, <laughs> I, I see it as, like, history, right? Yeah. But, like, follow... Um, do as your do as your parents say. But uh, my dad, even when I was, like, in high school, he said, hey, get your real estate license. But I was always rebellious. I always didn't want to do what my parents told Nobody me to do. Does. Um, and maybe that's maybe played a factor in it. And I just, I knew that I didn't know, but I, now I know that real estate was a good, uh, career, you know? And my dad, I knew my dad always pushed it here and there, but he's like, we could grow something big and do something scalable and 
and he so always your, your parents come from an entrepreneur mindset. Yeah, my dad he he had his own business. My mom has her own tax uh, like, like firm or something, whatever. Do they do they still hold real they, estate together or? Yeah, they so so my parents got uh, they came back together, right? And okay. this was like maybe the mid. This was like like after they got back together, maybe the middle going into. August, they got back together in August when I was like, like got my, when I started wanting to trade. So they got back together, but then I, again, we go into real estate and I knew that we had a couple in investment properties and I'm like, I honestly, I didn't see real estate as a thing yet until like last year. And so what pushed what do you, me. What do you, yeah, what do you think was a defining moment? Like what uh, made it? What was it? I mean. What was the epiphany? Honestly, I, I'm trying to realize Did that. Did you see checks? No, it wasn't checks. <sighs> Did you see freedom? Maybe it was just like... Did you see a lifestyle? I, I Maybe it was lifestyle. I'm not very sure, but it, it came to me like last year. I don't Did know somebody what, say something? I don't know what it was, honestly. I think I just wanted something new besides trading my stocks. Okay. And I think that's what it was that I wanted something new. So I can get more money to fund my account. So you, okay, so you were looking for a vehicle to get you somewhere quicker. Yeah, to to get like I wanted. I, I still day trade to this day, but I just needed more capital for my for for my stocks for to trades. fund my from for my trades. Yeah, and I'm like I'm I'm like how do I do it? How do I like do it quickly? And I knew a lot of people were doing real estate at, at like in my area, but I'm like or what I see. And I'm like, uh, like I don't know if I want to become an agent or if I want to do wholesaling or, or um, like. But you fix knew real flips. estate was a place to make. Yeah, money I quickly. knew real estate was a, a good amount of money to be made. And so I'm like, what you thought, yeah. and that what I thought. And so, I, oh no, I think I was looking for a new job, and I look on Indeed, and then I see real estate agent. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm gonna do a real estate agent, and that's that's what I think it was. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's what it was, honestly. I was looking on Indeed. What were you working at? You were working at the JCC and Golds, was, right? Yeah, I was working at the JCC and Golds. Um, I was I was into uh, acquisitions too, um, but I knew you you it's like a whole different mindset mindset yeah. thing that you need yeah. to be connected with these people. I did interview a couple of businesses. Uh, like laundry mats, uh, water softener companies. You interviewed at businesses? Yeah, like I, the owners of businesses. You uh, interviewed them? Yeah, or they I, interviewed you. I interviewed them to buy their to buy their business. So this was maybe the the beginning of last year, uh, where I went to businesses. Like this, it was like the pandemic. Yeah, this, yeah. And then I went to. You're like perfect. Good. Good. Yeah. Shoot time to buy. And I'm like, I interviewed. This guy named Steve, he owns a laundromat in Bayview, and he was looking to sell his laundromat and the property. And I was more into the business side of, like, how can I, like, buy your business? Buy a business and not be there, right? And so the laundromat was perfect, like, but the thing that, like, that that didn't intrigue me was, like, how do I fix a machine if they break? (laughs) That's, that, literally, that was my mind. I mean, there's an answer to everything. Yeah, there is an answer, but my mind was so limited, like... I was, you just didn't want it. Yeah, you didn't, I didn't want to like, find the answer. Again, my, my mind was so small yeah. where I don't I don't see it as, as I see it now. Right? I think as a business person now. And at the time, I was still a young kid, like 21. I don't know what I'm doing. And 
Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that about you. <clears throat> yeah, and so... interviewed other, other businesses to buy them. I did not know that about him. And so I go and... Um, and so that's what I do. I, that's what I did. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to see if they wanted to do seller financing. But the guy, they didn't want to do it. Yeah. They just wanted a cash buyout. They just wanted cash out. And so I'm like, uh, I can't talk to a bank and be like, hey, um, I have this business that generates money. And this this is how much money it nets. And it profits. Would you fund it? Yeah, I don't even know how the funding would work on that. And exactly. <clears throat> that's, that's like, again, I, then I had a group of people yeah. that would be... Again, I was like in acquisitions university. That's what it, that's the program. What it was for um, how I learned all this. Oh, okay. And so I, that's another course that I bought. That was like five thousand dollars. That was another major wow. investment. Um, yeah, but we. I mean, I'm still I'm still active, but not as active as I want to be. Right. That's interesting. Um, especially when we went to EXPCon, that I learned a, l- a little bit more about acquisitions and commercial. Uh, uh, on the commercial side of on things? On the commercial side of things that where you could buy and sell businesses. And so that's another uh, funnel with eXp that could, you know, be a great vehicle. And so... So that's how you end up to, to real estate, huh? N- not necessarily. Well, it was the Indeed. Like, I kind of stopped doing the acquisition. So I'm like, I need money. Like, I need, I need like, some money. Yeah. So I, need, I look up the highest paying job. And then a lot of them said, re- like, realtor. realtor. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll be a realtor, you know? It wasn't like I didn't like was born to be a realtor, right? I don't want to be a realtor. It just kind of happened. It just kind of like literally it just kind of happened. I think for a lot of people it just kind of happens too. Nobody ever expects to be in real estate. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happens. And I knew that it creates a lot of generational wealth, especially the McDonald's. Well, owning real estate. Yeah, does. owning real estate. Maybe not selling because there's people still selling yeah. 30, 40 years in the business. So that, the, well, I mean, that's what I saw, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I get what you're was saying. Like a whole I just wanted to say the distinction. And so, uh, what was it? Um, and I look at Indeed, and I look at uh, a brokerage, and then they told me they broke it down for me. I got my courses. It took me about. What was four, the name of the brokerage? Uh, First Film. Class Real Estate. Okay. Um, they were based in Green Bay, none in Milwaukee, and so I'm like, all right, whatever. So they signed you up for your courses. They and signed up for my courses. I took my, I take did my. Did they courses. pay for them or did they make? They were gonna reimburse me after my first deal. Oh, that's what they always say. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I, I passed my my educational course, yeah. but then I I took a trip to Florida, um, <clears throat> and so I go back into taking my test. I failed. I'm like, damn. And so I, I go again, I failed again. So I'm like, God damn, you know, I'm freaking failing. I don't know if this is for me. But I kept on being persistent, you know. I'm not going to, I already did. How many my, times did it take you to pass your exam? It took me five times till I passed. So on the fifth, fifth, try, fifth I, try, I passed. But I kept on being persistent, you know. I kept on taking those daily tests every single day. For it like, happens. It takes you a couple of times. Yeah, but I did it, you know. I didn't quit. And I, and I kept yeah. on, I kept at it. But then my uncle... I start I, I, I start doing the onboarding progress with first class, and then my uncle Emilio, he was like, "Hey, um, I know that you're stubborn and you don't want to interview any other brokerage, but just hear out Jesse." And so I'm like, "Okay, like whatever. Like I'm stubborn, right? I want to do my own thing and not keep my family involved with what I'm doing." Yeah. And so he was like, I, "I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down with uh, Jesse, which is now my mentor," and he's like. He breaks it down. He be he he, uh, he was real with me, and I'm like, and especially with the stocks, that boom, game changer. I sign up. 
that's what it was, the stocks. Just the fact that you got equity ownership in the company? I mean, I, I feel like everything was just like... I mean, let's not downplay the fact that you get equity ownership in the company, but I mean, I'm saying yeah, I mean, that was the only that, thing. That was like... The, the that, literally, that was the only the thing. <laughs> that was the only thing. Did you understand the schedule, the award schedule? No, nope. it was just anything? the stocks. Like, honestly, I was so intrigued at the time because I was like, like stocks, like I eat. Just plug it in real quick. There we go. So you were saying about. <clears throat> so, so if, if you want less attrition rate, then you should talk to us because there's glue here and there's a reason why we have the lowest attrition rate in the industry. Yeah. Just, just being totally transparent. Um, you felt compelled to make an on-the-spot, practically, decision. Well, and not instantly, but I heard stocks, and I'm like, I kept on saying, like, everything happens for a reason. Uh, that's how I see it. Like, everything happens because you made it be, right? So if you put in the work, obviously, you're going to get the results. But um, that's how I see life as, like, all right, it's just, like, it, me it's some it means something. And, okay. And so I heard stocks, yeah. and I'm like, this, this, this has to... This has to be something. And so three days pass, and I'm like, I call up Jesse. I'm like, hey, man, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. And I get that guy's frustration. Like, you just, I just spent all this time and energy on you, and you just, like, leave. Yeah. That's a common sentiment with a lot of owners in this real estate industry and the franchise model and stuff like that. And there's only so much you can do to keep yeah. agents. And then I got a text from him, like, Two three weeks ago, saying, "Hey, if you if you need any leads, let me know." And I'm like, I, I didn't respond honestly. You know, yeah, yeah. The value proposition is just <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing nothing compares to nowadays, like to to EXP. So I'm like, I mean, honestly, I just went in for the stock, and then now I'm in a whole different world where the opportunity is just everywhere now. So I start thinking as a business owner. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like I need to do this for myself. And for my future, and for my family, and I, that's what I see is like, yeah, it's rough, but I mean, hey, I chose this, and I'm gonna make it happen. I'm yeah. gonna make it. I'm gonna make it do, and I'm gonna work with what I got. Yeah. And the people around me too. I mean, thank you, David, for all the things you do for me, and especially everyone on the team here. Um, Miguel's in the back. Shout out to Miguel. <laughs> uh, Miguel's a great. He's a new. Uh, New agent, a new agent, here, yeah. and he's he's having it rough, but I know it's gonna pay off, man. And uh, especially Lisa and Jesse helped me a lot. Especially my uncle Emilio, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. Um, and especially everyone in EXP when we went to EXPCon in 2021, uh, that was great, phenomenal. All the people there, we're all one, and I mean, that's one big fire. And I mean, nothing could stop us. I mean, that's how I see it. It takes a village. It takes a village. So I think that's where we're going to end it. Um, yeah. I hope you guys liked us sharing our story a little bit more in detail. We might have been a little bit long with our, with our first episode. But if you guys, if you guys like the longer episodes, I honestly enjoy yeah. kind of having the conversation that we have in detail uh, in, in this long of an episode. So if you guys do enjoy episodes this long, feel free to, to let us know, let us know in the yeah. comments. Um, we would, we would like some feedback. We, I mean, I think, it, I think it went really well. What do you, I mean, I think it went great. I mean, 
David showed his uh, story or said his story and I said my story, but that was just to uh, let you guys know who we are. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we want people on the show and so on the podcast. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. this is what, um, this is just an introduction and the beginning of this whole adventure. And so um, again, this is episode one, part two, and this is day two of not being sponsored yet. <laughs> so if you guys want to sponsor us, uh, business inquiries down below. Thanks. All right. If you want to be on the podcast as well. Yeah, um, no, yeah, shoot us an email. The email is going to be down below if you want to be featured in our podcast. We do plan on including interviews and, and interviewing uh, guests. Yep. So uh, if you want to be featured, definitely hit us up. Contact us down below. All right. All right. <clears throat> that one great.